what would this world look like if we were filled with people who actually knew themselves deeply, Mm. were connected to their intuition and to their inner knowing and to their gifts and to their purpose, and that we were, you know, freeing, freeing our children to also grow into that from an an early age instead of having to heal from it as adults. Welcome to the Spiritual Shiftworker Podcast. I'm Lyanne, and I'm so happy that you've pressed play today. This podcast is here to inspire you, but more importantly, to provide you with the tools you may need in order to make a shift in any area of your life. Whether it's a small shift or a big shift, I will be sharing real life stories from incredible humans who have done both. And of course, as a shift worker, we will navigate all the ups and downs of working shifts from nutrition to learning how to ditch the overwhelm to creating more time to do the things that light you up. So grab that Java, sit back and enjoy. Welcome back, beautiful souls, to another episode of the Spiritual Shift Worker Podcast. This week's conversation with Ileana is all about motherhood, and we touch on feminism and the family and talking about our fulfillment and purpose. It is a just a genuine, loving conversation. And we talk so much about getting back to basics and how, how important it is to really uncover our gifts and help our children uncover theirs at a younger age. And I just thoroughly enjoyed, loved all of this conversation because it is definitely, as you know, the veil has been lifted on so many of us over the last few years we are now understanding that there is a need, a desire, a craving to get back to what we truly, truly know in our souls, what we need. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation and make sure to check out Ileana's offerings, follow her on IG. And without any more to say, grab that Java. Let's get started. Welcome, Ileana, to the Spiritual Shipworker podcast. I'm so happy that you're here and excited because I know that this conversation is uh, is going to be really good, and I know that we have a lot to talk about. So I would really love for you to introduce yourself, tell the listeners where you are in the world, which I love because you're super close to me, <laughs> and what you are currently excited about in this version of yourself in 2023. Thank you, Lyanne, and thank you so much for having me. I'm likewise super excited to be here. I am absolutely, I'm most excited about this right now, actually. (laughs) I absolutely love connecting with other women in particular and having deep conversations and discussions about really juicy topics. So um, this is definitely something that I'm very excited about. My family and I, we live in Brockville, Ontario. So we're just along the St. Lawrence River. You're just at the, at the cusp of the Thousand Islands, which is a really beautiful region. We moved here about a year and a half, no, almost two years ago, actually, because we wanted out of the city and we wanted to be closer to nature and adventures. And uh, we've got all that and more. So that's beautiful. We have three children. Our oldest or my oldest is 22. And he moved out on his own a year ago. And then I have a 
14 and a half year old daughter and a seven, almost eight years old. He'll be eight in July, year old, an eight year old son. So those are my three kids. Um, I'm also passionate about homeschooling them and our homeschooling journey. Obviously not my 22 year old. He's on his own doing his own thing, <laughs> but the two others. And, um, what else can I tell you about me? Well, you asked about what I'm most passionate about right now. And what's interesting, Lyon, is that after, uh, having my, my first child, what I discovered outside of being absolutely passionate and, um, my biggest aspiration in life at that point in my life was to become a mother. I didn't have career aspirations. I had motherhood aspirations and the society might tell us that that's not a, you know, a strong enough valued aspiration, but that was deep in my soul. And I, what can I tell you? Um, that is just what my calling was. And then when my son was born, I discovered intimately just how powerful that journey of motherhood and coming into motherhood was and decided I was super passionate about women and families going through this transition in their life to becoming mothers and parents and families. And so I um, apprenticed to become a prenatal instructor and I taught prenatal classes for multiple years I worked in a birthing center for a while as a postpartum support person, did some postpartum doula work and all of this sort of on the side of my corporate work because none of it was enough to pay the bills alone, unfortunately. But those, those, that was my discovery into my passion. And, and one thing that, um, that I, I talk about often is that, you know, we are multifaceted human beings living this journey of life and we have seasons within that life. And so, my current season outside again of my corporate world and outside of the hat I wear around homeschooling is around my new coaching work. And it, it just feels like a very organic transition from where my passions have always been, which was to support mothers as they, mothers and families as they were welcoming these little ones into their lives. And now because of the season I'm in in my life, I'm supporting mothers with their purpose within and beyond motherhood. And so that is also what I'm most excited about these days. Oh my gosh, that is also amazing. And we have, a, I've got a few questions in there, but also <laughs> just interestingly enough, it's funny is that I never actually thought I would ever have children. Mm. I was never, and again, whether it was being the way that I was brought up, I have two older brothers. Um, so uh, very brought up very independent, like, you know, I, I knew how to change the tire, the oil in the car, mm -hmm. like all those things that my dad taught me, be independent, don't rely on anybody. Um, and like, I never got the feeling from my parents that they obviously they loved us very much, but it was certainly never uh, a pressure to get married and have kids. Mm -hmm. That was never for me. And mm -hmm. Uh, obviously that if anybody knows me, that is clearly not my life. Now I have a husband, <laughs> I have two children, but I think I have, especially when my second was born, because <laughs> he's, he came with a different template, that kid. <laughs> um, it really started to see a different part of me that, and come back to a part of that feminine energy of the nurturing and mm -hmm. everything that you, you've said about motherhood and how society definitely especially in the era of cancel everything in 2023 mm. how mm. um 
women should, you know, not rely on men. Women should be in, in still, although you and I both know that it's changing. So mm-hmm. maybe you can just cover off and maybe we can talk a little bit more about that, about the whole motherhood and how we need moms, mm-hmm. mothers to be more involved in their kids, like homeschooling and life and just being more attentive and to coming back to that. This is, this is what women or people who feel this way need to be doing to raise the generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, that is a big topic <laughs> Yeah, and I could say a lot about it. And and I will say too, that, um, Personally, I feel like there's a lot of value in both traditional roles of motherhood and fatherhood. And I would have considered myself a feminist at one point in time, to be honest. And, you know, we deserve just to have equality to men and and whatnot. And I'm going to be really honest and transparent here and share that, um, you know, over the course of, I guess, maybe maybe even almost three years ago now, started having a slightly shifting perspective on that, meaning that started to see that if we are treating those traditional roles, mothers and fathers or women, let's talk about women here for a moment, traditional, the traditional idea of a woman as equal to the traditional idea of men, then we are taking women, taking, we are providing them the opportunity to be working out of the home and at the same time, we're devaluing that role of motherhood to a point where even for myself, the person who aspired to nothing more than to be a mother initially in my adult life um, would look at it and think, well, but there's got to be more. Mm-hmm. But what, what, what is more important than guiding our future generation like what is more important than that role and I mean that is just that's an onion with many many layers um but to me coming back to that and it's something I have to remind myself even myself often of is that there is so much value in this why am I seeking more to do something beyond this motherhood Mm -hmm. when there is so much to that and what saddens me is that because we've devalued it so much, then, you know, we find ourselves, or I find myself as a mother, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I find myself as a mother still sometimes seeking more, seeking something different because this over here is is not enough, right? But then when I stop and I sink in and I get really present and I think and with my heart wisdom and my whole inner knowing for a moment, I realize, whoa, wait a minute, like there is nothing more important than that. However, and I say that with a proviso because I think, you know, we are multifaceted human beings. So I think that there is a way to, and I'll use a word I hear you use often, to harmoniously bring in <laughs> bring in purpose beyond and within motherhood. Like to me, there's there's this cohesiveness. You can weave those two things together, right? Yeah. But not necessarily at the expense of burning yourself out. And so it's finding that flow for ourselves individually and being able to say, well, you know, uh, for me, for instance, I mean, I've got many hats on right now. I have a corporate job, but Mm -hmm. I 
got up the nerve to ask my employer to drop myself down to part-time hours because it was also super important to me that I could homeschool my kids and spend more time with them. I can't, you can technically work full-time and homeschool your kids, but to me, that means you're taking yourself away from your children a whole lot more. And it's, I really felt like they deserved more of me if I'm going to be committing to this role of, you know, having them homeschooled. So homeschooler, corporate work. And then there's this little piece of me that still wants to be feeling fulfilled in more than just the motherhood role and taking on the coaching work. Yeah. But I build this around my life. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm so, I've moved so far away from the, the uh, hustle culture. And so it's about finding that harmony, like you said, you know, like, yeah. and, and also it's about recognizing that what is the timeline anyways? Mm. What am I after objectively? Like, what is my end goal? Well, my end goal, <laughs> this is going to sound dark for a second, but we're all going to die. So in this moment, like yep. in our lives, I've really started to come home on what's most important is enjoying the journey along the way, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? So I don't need to rush building my coaching world. I don't need to rush my children learning something by a certain milestone, by a certain time. I don't need to, you know, they're just like, what feels right right now and flow with it, you know? No, no. Oh my gosh. It's so funny because that is, I just actually this morning on uh, my coffee and meditation, um, I said like, we, we are all going to die. People don't want to hear that. People Mm. don't want to hear that because there's a fear around that. Mm. There's the fear around death. Mm. And when we can accept that, right? Mm. At the end of, at the end of your life, you are going to die from this form. This, you're going to transition Mm -hmm. into whatever it is you want to believe. Mm -hmm. And I love what you just said about the timeline. And when you can, when you know what your values are, and you can prioritize those, mm-hmm. right? It makes life so much easier. Mm-hmm. And like, and we only have our children mm-hmm. for like, in the span of our life. Like my husband and I, we started later uh, having kids. So uh, like most of our friends, all their kids are like late teens. Uh, our guys are nine and 13, but it's like, we only have them for 18 years, really. I mean, we're raising them to be their own independent beings. Mm -hmm. Hopefully they'll always want to come home. But I love what you said, right? It's like, we're not, we also have to find the harmony with everything else. And it was so funny because when you were talking, I was like, is she going to say balance? Is she going to say that word? (laughs) (laughs) But you know that it's not, right? Because I there's times in our lives where uh, maybe balance is the right word, but I think that mm. when it comes to being a mom, still having a, a career outside of the home mm. and still wanting to fulfill our own individual passions, mm. you've got to figure out a way to harmonize it all together. Mm-hmm. So I loved all that. Before before we move on, I want to, I just want to ask about your opinion about Like, I liked how you said, you know, at one time you would have considered yourself a feminist. And Mm. I think, I don't even know how I want to word this question because I think I 
obviously, I think at any point, given our generation, that was the thing. That was the thing, right? Like, you know, be independent, get equal as them as what men have. And I agree with all of this to a point mm-hmm. where there's some things that women just can't do. And there's going to be people out there that are like, that's bullshit. I'm like, no, no, there are things that women are innately better at doing. And there are things that our men are innately better at doing. That is just what our bodies are like. So how did, what is it that shifted? Like, was it really that you were on that equality or I guess there's maybe different versions of, um, but well, what I think it shifted. I think what really shifted, interestingly enough, um, and actually, I know that you haven't asked, asked this question of me live in this interview, but you alluded to it before we started, before we pressed record, mm-hmm. and you'd asked about what is something that's surprising to you that you've learned about yourself. And so as you're saying this, this is something I'm realizing that I've, I was surprised that I learned about myself, which is that transparently, I don't think... I really thought too deeply about a lot of these things before or questioned things too deeply before. Yeah. And so I, what I think I, I'm most surprised about that I've learned about myself in recent years is that it was like, there's this veil that lifted mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Yes. I now question everything. Oh, yes. And I now really use my inner wisdom, all of the, all of the inner knowing, all of the intuition, all of the intellect, everything mixed together, right? So some of it is cerebral. Some of it comes from the heart. Some of it comes from the gut or the womb wisdom and, you know, just mix all of that together. I really tapping into myself more now. And so when I think back and I look back at my life, you know, I'm going to be 47 this year. So when I look back at my adult life, when I think, oh yeah, it was the thing to do, which was to women deserve equality. Of course they deserve equality. Of course they deserve opportunities in the career world or whatever that might be. Do you know what I'm most hurt by is that what I most wanted to do was be a mother, but because of the way society is built, Mm -hmm. I can't be a stay at home mom. I never could be because society had shifted so much towards that. Now you need two incomes. Mm -hmm. Now the cost of everything is so much that unless you're very, very lucky and you've got one partner that's making substantial amounts of income, good luck with that. You're going to have to conform to being a career person and a mother. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think we have equality. Yeah. You know, I couldn't equally choose that. And and this is just in my generation almost because my mother was a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. They managed to keep their expenses low enough. And at the time, things, you know, you could buy a house and be able to live on a small enough income. You know, my stepfather didn't make much money at all, truth be told. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. And we didn't have a lot by any stretch of the imagination. But she could still do that. Yeah. You know, I've done all kinds of uh, creative things to do the best I possibly could with that, Lianne. I went back to work after my first was born, did it for nine months, was 
killing myself over it, was just dying, want just desperate to be back home with my baby, quit my job, opened a home daycare for a year and a half. Then we were killing each other. So it was like, okay, this is no longer <laughs> worth it. It's actually hurting our relationship. You need to go back. You need to go to daycare and I need to go to work. And so I did that. And then I had my second baby. And after mat leave, I was actually homeschooling my first one for, for a couple of years, chose to do that when I went on mat leave with, um, with my second child. And I literally demoted myself after that, that mat leave ran out and said, I want to work part-time. Can you find me another position in the, in the company? Because I don't like, I want to continue homeschooling and I want to be home with my daughter more. Mm-hmm. And so I took a huge pay cut and made that, that choice, you know? You know, and then I've done it time and time again. Here I am working part-time again. I had been back up to full-time after my second was born. But anyways, all long story short, I don't know if that answers your question, but. No, interesting because the lifting of the veil Mm. is so, I find it's happening. uh, And I I guess because of the world that we're in and and the people that I've surrounded myself with, I see it more with women, obviously, Mm. but I also feel in that realm of energetics and the feminine energy is that more women are Mm. coming back to what our natural state is supposed to be. Mm. Mm -hmm. And, but like you said, that society is still, and I see it because I see it at work. Um, uh, has such a stigma on women who take time off to have a baby, women mm. who stay at home with their kids. And so when you start seeing the stay at home dads, right, people ridicule them. It's like, that's ridiculous. It's like, mm. no, like people are getting back. They're lifting the veil to see what's fucking important. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is not the striving for more money because yeah. we all know like, the money itself in the bank account does not bring happiness, right? You've got to find the thing and raising the next generation, because let's, let's just, let's be real. Somebody needs to fix it. Yeah. It needs, (laughs) or not necessarily fix it. It's going to do its own thing. The the way that the earth is and the way that the planet is going right now, Mm -hmm. it's going to fix itself. Mm -hmm. I mean, humans, there's no words right now, but <laughs> but lifting the veil. And I see so many more people that are really, really, and I'm going to say this in quotes, waking up mm-hmm. to what's going on, mm-hmm. to how the system mm-hmm. keeps people in the system. Mm-hmm. The programming keeps people programmed yeah. to stay yeah. in there. Got to have the job because you have to have the two incomes. Everything you just said got to have the house, got to have the car. And in my job, do I see the breakdown of family? Oh my God. It's, it it is the breakdown of the nuclear family. Mm -hmm. I believe is the, one of the root causes of so many of society's problems right now. Pretty sure there's some statistics about that. I'm sure I've heard Jordan Peterson talk about that, you know? So You know, it's, it's not just pretty sure, like I couldn't quote it. I don't have it at my fingertips, but a hundred percent. And when we talk about, again, when you asked about my opinion about those traditional roles and, and, you know, motherhood, fatherhood, and that is my, one of my prime concerns is yeah. What's going to happen to this society of, if all of that crumbles, like the nuclear family completely crumbles. 
what does that look like? You know? Well, I already see it. I know what it looks yeah. like. And it's not okay. like it's I'm not sure I want to know. <laughs> it's not. It really isn't. And it's um I mean, we have to on the spiritual mm-hmm. side of things when we can accept that everyone comes here for their own journey. Mm-hmm. Everyone mm-hmm. has their own plan before they come here, right? Mm-hmm. It's only when you start to wake up and to realize and look back and go, oh, you can connect mm-hmm. the dots. And when you've awakened to understand that there's something you're here to learn and you can break mm-hmm. the cycle mm-hmm. and you can make a different decision, only then can generations of what's happening be changed and be mm-hmm. repaired. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we sort of touched on it at a very surface level, that idea that what is more important than raising and guiding that future generation but for like for me personally, that goes beyond just making, you know, helping this child to become a wholesome human being and moving on into this world as a wholesome human being. Sure, that's that's at a at a fundamental yeah. level that is important. Um, for me right now, I'm seeing it as being a part of a paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. And so our homeschooling journey is a, a lot about that, right? Because it's it's this opportunity to break some of those uh, systematic cycles that we're in. Um, the idea that you, you know, must have a job and be an employed human being to be able to purchase all these things. And, you know, it's more than that. It's, it's that, and I say it all the time to my kids, to my husband, I, if I could do anything, if I can impart impart any gift to my children, it will be that you don't hate your jobs. Like we have hated our jobs. Yes that you enjoy the journey of life. Like now I'm in repair mode for myself as an adult, Yeah, you know, finding ways to enjoy the journey and to make sure that I'm enjoying the journey more really only in the last few years have I managed other than sprinklings of things like motherhood, which obviously is super important to me. Uh, the work I did as a postpartum doula and in the birthing center and the prenatal work, like those were sprinklings, but it, it wasn't like this holistic picture only now am I working towards a holistic picture of what what I feel I was called to do in this lifetime, you know? And I don't want my children to have to wait until their 40s to figure all that out. Yeah, yeah. And and it's funny because my youngest is, uh, he's like, he says to me, mommy, I don't want to go to school today. I'm like, okay, well, buddy, I, I, I feel you, bud. Like, he's not meant for school, that kid. Mm. Um, I'm like, I mommy's got things I need to do today. And if I have things to do, I'm not actually going to be spending time with you. And it, mm-hmm. it broke my heart because I, I want to be spending time with him because we mm-hmm. only have so much time. But I tell my kids, and it's funny because there's four years difference. And I know from some other teachings that kids born after a certain, I think it was 2012, they've really come in with a knowing of who they are. And Max certainly has. And yet my eldest (laughs) still seems is very different. Now, everybody could just say, well, they're just different kids. Fundamental, different thinking the two of them have. (laughs) And I keep saying, I don't want you to go to to university and waste four four years of your life (laughs) to get into a job that you're going to hate. Like, please don't. Please don't do that. Like, I will pay for you to go somewhere like and have an experience of schooling within a different culture and learn how to cook or something other than sitting in a classroom, mm-hmm. which it pains me some days that I, I still send them to school. 
that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like, no, like find something that you really, really love to do mm-hmm. and you will be taken care of. Because mm-hmm. again, like you said, don't wake up in your forties mm-hmm. and realize that you're miserable and you don't yeah. want to be in that job anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Gratitude. Again, that's another conversation, but teaching our kids that there's a different way. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like what you said there around, find something that you really love to do. Absolutely. If, if you can figure that, like it took me forever to sort of figure out where I fit properly, but what I think going maybe at at a different level with that is know yourself, know yourself deeply and feeling like really know what your strengths are, what you're good at. And yes, what you're passionate about, but really like what you're good at, what you are meant to do in terms of being of service in this lifetime, because ultimately as humans, we were, we are all here to be of service in some way, shape or form, but there's, there's a way in which that we are meant to be in service that feels aligned and will feel easy to us and will feel fulfilling to us because it's who we are meant to be. It's the way we are meant to be. Right. So for instance, you know, like in my own corporate job, I kick ass at what I'm doing, but I don't enjoy it because I'm not being of service in the way I was meant to be in of service in this lifetime. Yeah. And that's, um, that's very much indicated in, I'm not sure if you've read Gay Hendricks book, The Big Leap. Mm, I'm familiar about with it. Yes. The, the, the zone of excellence, right? You're yes. good at it. Then you're, yeah. there's, then it's like your zone, zone of genius. Of genius. And yeah. it's, it, the book is short read. So uh, mm-hmm. I'll put the link in the show notes for that if anybody's interested, because it really makes you think about, yeah, I'm really good at this, but you know, my soul's dying. Like mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. sort of. Where, Mm -hmm. and I, and again, I'm grateful for my career. And I realize now you look back and I know why I've been in this career, but it's okay now to say it's time for a change. It's okay to now remember Mm -hmm. that everything I've learned and everything that I've been through has led me to what I'm really here to be doing. Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. Because, you know, we are not stagnant human beings and everything that we do, it's like a red thread through our lives. Mm -hmm. And there is only one lion in this world. And you could say, well, yes, but there are however many female cops out there who are also moms, who are also into meditation. You know, there probably are other women that Mm -hmm. fit that, that, you know, that tick, you could take those boxes off. But they have not experienced every single thing you have experienced in your life, every single training you've done, every single relationship that you've had, every sing- whatever it is that makes you who you are. So as we are living this journey of life, we are accumulating along the way experiences and new learnings and becoming evolved humans in this journey. So of course, you know, we are not stagnant. So this whole idea that we would stay stagnantly doing the same thing our whole lives, just how can, I think very few people can be completely fulfilled through their whole life if they're doing that same thing their whole lives, because ultimately we are evolving, you know? Yeah. And that's, and I see that mentality where, uh, you know, it's like people that it's still, it's the older, um, the older generation or, 
shouldn't even say older because I'm part of that older generation, but <laughs> the, the, the people at work who are still the, uh, I've got to make it my 30 years to get my mm-hmm. pension. And they do not understand. They do not see the younger generation of people that are coming in. Now, again, let me just say like this, my, we're speaking specifically about my policing career is that this job mm-hmm. is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. And it, it really isn't. But mm-hmm. the people that are coming into this career now, they do things differently and they're seeing things differently and the older generation don't understand. And so there's mm-hmm. a lot of judgment there. And yeah. I see both sides. I see the judgment being put on these younger generations and going, you don't get it. Mm-hmm. This is the new way. Like right. there is a new era of people that are coming in that are going to do it differently and the system will crumble. The system will crumble mm-hmm. because fulfillment has got to come back. Family has got to come back. And if we want to talk in political schemes, maybe the pendulum needs to swing the other way or at least back to the freaking middle. I don't know. But something is definitely changing. And when you can feel that energy, you you know it's coming. And we just have to, as what we're doing is sharing that wisdom and what we now know having lifted the veil. Because I love that you, you know, I love the way that you worded that. And so mm-hmm. what outside of your corporate career, Yeah, obviously you're homeschooling your kids, but what is it on the coaching aspect? What is it that you're helping moms right. with? Yeah. So, I mean, as I'm do- double certified as both a purpose and life coach, spiritual life coach to be specific. But what I've found is that it's really, it's really, it's life, right? So fulfillment and and I've actually re-termed myself as I've worked through this in the last, you know, year and a half or so. I've evolved myself already within this work. And I now refer my, to myself as a purpose and fulfillment coach. And the reason is that for me personally, what I w- felt I was seeking for so long was fulfillment. And initially I thought that that was because I hadn't figured out my soul's purpose. And so the purpose work felt really aligned. And it is, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love it. Fulfillment and purpose go hand in hand. Um, but, and, you know, a lot of people, I think when they hear the, the term soul's purpose, they think, oh, it's probably related to your career, what you do in life. But it is not just that. We are, like I've said a couple of times, multifaceted human beings. There are so many aspects to our lives that that are a part of who we are and how we show up in this world. And if we, you know, and, and life is so busy and chaotic and there's so much noise that I think a lot of times what happens is that we get detached. Mm -hmm. We forget who we are. We forget who we were meant to be. We forget what's true to us at the core. And, um, and then we look, we're searching, then we find ourselves searching for that fulfillment again, when really the answers are within. And so, because like I said, the natural progression for me, I mean, we could do soul purpose fulfillment work with anybody and there are fulfillment and soul purpose coaches across the world doing it with various niches. Why moms is a niche to me, because that is always been the group that I've felt called to work with. 
I am first and foremost a mother and a woman. Um, I am first and foremost have always loved to support women and mothers in their life journeys, particularly with their children. But, you know, now moving towards also, well, what does that look like as a whole puzzle? You know, um, what hats do you wear? What hats do you want to wear? What hats would you like to just ditch, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And then it's interesting because in my own journey, what has happened organically is that I was on this path and, and, you know, bumped into this, this coaching certification, which immediately felt aligned Mm -hmm. and simultaneously and I almost didn't go into it Lyanne because simultaneously had just started our homeschooling journey so I was like who am I to take on something else right now Um, my focus is my kids and their education and I had been dismantling all kinds of system systematic views around education and learning and, you know, have gone pretty far off the deep end and following an unschooling approach. Yes. And for anybody who's not familiar with that, it's just basically the idea that we don't follow a curriculum per se. We do some curriculum work here and there when it feels aligned, when it feels like that's what we need or that's what, you know, we're, we're wanting to learn about. But the focus is on helping my children. Well, first and foremost, it's about connection. So, the focus is to be feeling very connected together with our with my children because when you're connected with your children you can more clearly see what's important to them what they're passionate about what they're interested in and it allows time and space for them to learn that about themselves too yeah. so to me this is like just to circle back to what you asked about it's like these things have been happening on parallel I did decide to jump into the coaching world and I did do a certification program that was all around soul purpose and spiritual life coaching. And it was in parallel with all of this Mm. going deep into, you know, unschooling, the unschooling approach with my children. And it's just been an incredible sort of thing happening at the same time because it's like, okay, so I want to coach women to be fulfilled more fulfilled in life to be connected to their gifts and to their and aligned with their purpose not only for themselves but also as a major paradigm shift to help them model this for them for their children and to be able to open themselves up to the idea of valuing that for themselves and their children and their families and like what would this world look like if we were filled with people who actually knew themselves deeply were connected to intuition and to their inner knowing and to their gifts and to their purpose and that we were you know freeing freeing our children to also grow into that from an an early age instead of having to heal from it as adults yeah oh my gosh that is so beautiful um so what do you think about because you're mentioning like to find the per find their purpose Mm. find fulfillment Mm-hmm. So I recently had this interesting conversation in that somebody sort of mentioned that I'm still trying to like figure out or find my purpose. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what if it wasn't about finding or searching, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. really remembering, mm-hmm. remembering 100. who you are? Yeah. So let me give you an example. One is just a tool that we use in the soul purpose work, which is that we have these archetypes. And within us, and, you know, so you've got archetypes like the entertainer, the nurturer, 
the teacher, the artist, the entrepreneur, the, I'm going to forget some, but there are nine of them. And I think you get the gist of where I'm going with this. And so we have a little bit of all of those in us, but there are always going to be one or two that are very predominant. And then sometimes number two, number three, four, those might shift a little bit in our lives depending on what's going on with us. So for instance, for me, I come up as predominantly nurturer, closely followed by teacher, which is no shock to me because I loved like nurturer a hundred percent. And then teacher, you know, going into prenatal instruction and even I I haven't touched on this at all in this interview so far, but um, (laughs) I have a passion also for hula hoop dance. And I loved it so much that I wanted to share it with the world. So, you know, when you've got that archetype of teacher in you, it's like, it wasn't enough to just learn it and become passionate about it for myself and hold it all to myself. I wanted to share it. Right. So I taught classes, provide work, like offer workshops. So um, I love sharing information. And so for me, nurture teachers, second archetypes, probably now in my life, I would guess if I was to retake sort of that, that, um, the test around that or the, you know, the, the quiz around that I'm betting activists has jumped up higher in the list than it's ever been, mm. which is kind of interesting, right? But I've never been the activist type. So anyways, that's just to share that little piece of it. Where was I going with this though? <laughs> it's just about like, how we, you yeah. know, so remembering, right? Yeah. So like, if I think back even to my childhood, all of the games that I naturally played as a child were nurturing and teaching. They yeah. were very, in, you know, aligned with that kind of way of being. And so it's remembering, it's coming back to ourselves. It's, and, and as a, as a sole purpose and fulfillment coach, it's guiding clients to finding those answers within themselves because they're there. And I spent so many years, Leanne, searching externally. Yep. I really did. Somebody please tell me, not that I was asking people directly, but I was looking on the internet. I would scroll aimlessly for hours. Like something's going to pop in my view and it's going to just be the answer, you know, uh, whatever it was searching externally. No, the answers are all inside. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And that's why meditation I is what I share so much. And I'm passionate about that because, you know, as, as sometimes as a mom, you, you forget, you forget, mm-hmm. right? Unless you are in that connection, uh, sort of environment where, like you mentioned, connecting with your kids, and mm-hmm. sometimes that can be to a point of you not putting yourself in the same on the same level and forgetting to do the same things that you do for yourself as you do for everyone else, and mm-hmm. being able to sit in meditation every day with no one around and being able to have those boundaries set and have that time scheduled Mm. is that it brings me back to myself, Mm. right. With no one, no external voices, you know, I'm not scrolling. I'm just sitting there and realizing who the hell I am because it's easy to lose yourself in society, Mm -hmm. in a career as just a mother. Cause as you've said, we aren't just one thing. Mm-hmm. I love that so, so much. So when we talk about, we talk about our sole purpose and um, versus the hustle culture, like what, mm-hmm. how do you find like working hard mm-hmm. versus working in alignment? And I don't even mean like working as in, but just like be more in flow. Like how does that feel in your body to you? 
And Mm. how do you find that harmony between being a mom, being Mm. a coach, doing, you know, having a part-time job and still finding time for yourself in alignment with what you know you need? Mm Hmm. Oh, well, I love that you asked that question. And I think it's like, it's a little bit twofold. And it's like some of the advice that I would give to my own clients, which is that when you do figure out something you want to do for yourself, you want to take action, aligned action on something for yourself, then one of the first things that I will then ask my client is, okay, now I want you for a moment to think and and imagine what possible obstacles are going to come in your way of, of achieving that goal or taking that action whatever it might be. It might be mindset stuff. It might be logistical stuff because of the noise and the busyness of life, whatever it is. I want you to think about that ahead of time because part of taking the action, well, that's one thing. Sure. I'm going to, I'm going to encourage you and push you to take that action. But first I want you to prepare and be ready for those obstacles that are going to likely come up for you and be ready for them with a plan Mm -hmm. so that you're more, more likely to be successful at achieving that goal, that action that you want to take. Mm -hmm. So, and, and then also for me, it's about, it's been about time boxing, you know, and, and have making pockets of time, creating time and, and, and dedicating myself in those time pockets to what is, has been dedicated for that time period, right? So it's organizing my time and making sure that I have, you know, if I see that I want to do X, Y, Z, well, I make sure that I've got it mapped out. However, going back to the harmony piece, And being very realistic, one of the other big lessons that I've had that I've sort of taken embodied over the last couple of years has been about honoring where I am energetically. Mm -hmm. And so it's about being able to be really honest with myself too. So like if I, okay, let's say Tuesday evening, I have time set aside to work on my coaching business. I'm stepping away from my family. I'm step, you know, this is a time pocket I've, I've dedicated to that. Um, if I'm just not feeling like that creative energy to post on social media at that moment, well, I'm going to use my time for something else, Yeah, you know, and, and just really like paying attention to that. Or if I'm feeling like really exhausted then I'm going to say, well, you know, it's okay if I don't do that tonight. Like, what is that timeline again that I need to accomplish this by? You know, no, it's about enjoying the journey. But I also have to be really honest with myself and say, okay, is this me holding myself back now? (laughs) Right? Like, am I, am I giving myself too much grace here? Or is it genuinely because my energy is low? So it's really about having these conversations with myself. But, but recognizing that I do have energetic flows and everybody's different. Like some people are go, go, go all the time and they could be perfectly happy doing that. And they are not as likely to burn out as somebody else. You know, then you've got your introverts who really need a lot of time to like, you know, well, we could also go into human design. <laughs> don't know how familiar yes. you are. With yes. What is your human design type? And if you're a projector, then you may need a lot more time to just calm you know to have time to yourself and to process things and so energetic honoring your energetic flows as well that's been big to me so I do have this construct so to speak in my schedule so that I've dedicated time to all the things that need to happen and I honor my energetic flows 
So if I I did need this evening off or this afternoon, I was planning to do something with my kids, let's say for homeschooling, but then I just don't even have the energy personally to do that in this moment. That's okay. We can do that tomorrow. And I can come back because I have that structure in place. So I have a flow to come back to. So it's not like I have to restart every time. I know what my plan is. I know I can come back to my plan, but today I'm not feeling up to it. That's okay. Mm, And giving yourself grace because I know so many women would not do the thing that they had scheduled and that would throw them off into a tailspin and then the negative self-talk would happen and then the throw it in the you know fuck it bucket and trust me like I I know and but giving yourself grace and and knowing that it's okay Mm -hmm. it really is okay to honor what your body is Mm -hmm. telling you because when Mm -hmm. so many we don't listen to that. And then that's when the burnout, the overwhelm, the anxiety, the stress, all of that, the sickness, the illness, the disease all pops in. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, if you had to just listen to your body that, you know, for that mm-hmm. week and just maybe rest it a little bit more, mm-hmm. but then comes the stigma of, well, you're just lazy. You're not motivated. Mm-hmm. And so it takes mindset work to yes, get mindset. and knowing yourself, right? Like you mm-hmm. said, asking yourself questions, discernment, discernment, yeah. discernment. Yeah. And I remind myself, I have these goals. I have this, you know, I have this aspiration in mind. So I do ask myself, am I holding myself back here? Am I giving myself grace when really I'm just trying to keep myself protected because I'm scared and I don't want to step out of my comfort zone or, you know, or, or do I really just need the break right now? You know? And so there are times when, I will realize, okay, listen, you know, I am feeling a little bit low energy, but I also, I don't think I'm so low energy that I can't do it. So it's probably more of a, I'm scared to jump out of my comfort zone right now thing. So I'm just going to do it like, or I'm just going to take 10 minutes, just take 15 minutes, like just try, just come to my computer, do a little bit of work and see what happens. And then inevitably, inevitably, an hour and a half later comes by and I'm going back up to my kids for bedtime. And I'm like, well, I guess I was ready to do that work, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, we do, we do need to um, have those conversations with ourselves and, you know, going back to that idea of if you've, you want to take aligned action with something and also preparing yourself for those obstacles, mindset is one of those big obstacles. So if I know that I'm, if I see myself starting to do that tailspin, then I'm going to reach out to like my biz bestie or a really good friend and say, I talk me off the ledge here, (laughs) you know, help me out here. I'm recognizing that now it's been like four days in a row and I haven't gone down to my work pocket because I'm telling myself I don't have the energy, but really I can feel like I'm just spinning a little. So help me out here, you know? So community, that's another thing I'm hugely passionate about is really building our community and, and that village and, lifting each other up and being there for each other. And yeah, so much, so much. So for someone who is for a mom who maybe is feeling that, that sort of indicates sometimes it's a different feeling for everyone, but just that sort of, I don't know where I am. Mm -hmm. I don't know what my purpose is. Mm -hmm. What is, what is the first thing other than reaching out to you? um, (laughs) You know, what is one thing that they can do journal prompt or is there a is there a specific question that they should start with to say hey start here do this what is it 
So I think it's like, I, I could say meditation, but I'm not even, I, truthfully, I'm not a big meditation person. So I do meditate here and there, but I'm not a consistent meditator. So I think it's know yourself well enough to know what is that one thing that helps you to reconnect to yourself and to be able to pause and quiet the noise so that you can hear that inner voice. What is it? Is it taking a bath? Is it going for a run? Is it meditating? Is it hula hooping? Is it going for a walk? Like, what is that thing, you know? And then I would encourage the person to just do that thing. If you need to do it once, do it once just to break like the cycle. If you need to do it consistently, make yourself some time to do it every day, every two days, on the weekend, whatever, whatever fits what you need to do. But give yourself those opportunities, that opportunity to reconnect to yourself. And then if there's only one question that I would put out there for you to reflect on while you're doing that thing or after you've done that thing, whatever works for you, it is what feels most exciting or expansive to you right now or motivating, like whatever word, you know, because the other thing is, is that I've come to realize that words are are really powerful. So I could say exciting, but exciting might not be the word, but what is that thing that you feel pulled to anything just for fun for joy for fulfillment what is something you feel excited about and want to take a little step towards even if it's just dipping your toe in yeah what is that thing I love that and then you know it's following the breadcrumbs of excitement of joy of fulfillment whatever follow those breadcrumbs you just take one little piece of action it kind of breaks that stagnant energy it gets you moving in a direction of some sort, even if it's not a hundred percent, the right direction, it doesn't matter. You're taking, taking action. You're taking, you're moving forward and trying something as little or as big as it might be. Mm. And then just listen, keep reconnecting, keep see where that takes you. Yeah. I, that's so great because I just, uh, I just had that actually come over um, recently where I'm like, I've been feeling this urge to go back to sewing and I haven't mm. sewn in years. And so mm-hmm. I've been Googling places around where's the best fabric asking my girlfriend. And then I'm like, okay, well, I know, I know what it is that I want to create. Now it's got to find the pattern and you're right. It's following the breadcrumbs. And some people think, but it's it, it. And this is the thing that people need to understand. So listen up is that it can be the most illogical thing. Mm. that your 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 logical mind is going well this is this is stupid this has nothing to do with anything and we'll try to organize it in your brain and then talk yourself out of it Mm -hmm. go with that first feeling the go with that thing like sewing I haven't sewn in years and yet I'm so freaking excited to get the material and to do it and it's like because I know the feeling that anchored back into me And so that's everything that you just said. I want to just add on that, that it doesn't have to be something logical or anything in your current life or something that you've even ever done. Maybe you've never sewn before, but now you've got the urge to go make something, right? Yes. Thank you for expanding on that because a hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. So good. You might sew for one day and think, okay, yeah, I'm done with that. Or you might be like, you know what? I love this. And I want to open an Etsy shop. Like you have no idea where it's. Thank you. So it's like, 
it's just following those those breadcrumbs and sometimes it's also you know like in my own experience I knew I was striving I was looking for that thing I I I just couldn't figure it out but there were other things that I started to to do you know like we we moved to this house and moved left the city we chose to homeschool the kids there were just like some things that were obviously creating shifts and ripples in our life and I started to learn a little bit about manifestation and by far I'm not an expert whatsoever but the idea you know it's some basic foundational stuff it's like yes take aligned action but what if you don't know what you want to take aligned action towards like you don't actually know what that step is and so what ended up happening in my experience, which I was also another really big lesson in my current life, which is that I just looked for, we were doing these things that were bringing us happiness and joy in other aspects of our lives. And then I learned to just sort of let go of this huge yearning for figuring out that missing piece of the puzzle. Yeah. yeah. I let it go to the universe just to say, I trust universe that you are going to give me a clue when the time is right. For now, I'm enjoying this journey, this part of the journey. And it was like, I up-leveled something inside of me by by those other things, those other actions. And then I was in alignment and like the universe was ready to answer me, you know? Yeah. So I, I don't know. That's just another little nugget. It's so good because that is letting go of like, the the detachment from the outcome of anything Mm -hmm. and really anchoring into the present journey Mm -hmm. that you're on is where people, people miss it. And I just did a, um, a, a podcast episode about cutting corners and how so often we want to miss the journey and go straight to the end result or straight to the, Mm -hmm. you know, the mountaintop when you can't, you have to, follow the journey. You have to count the numbers. You've got to take the steps as illogical or as logical, whatever your brain wants it to be, but you have to anchor into the present moment. And I love that you said that, right? Letting go and trust that there is something that is bigger than us that is going to put all the cooperative components together for you. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. This has been, again, we could probably chat for a long time. So, <laughs> um, but I would love for you to, to share where people can, can reach out or follow you. Uh, all sure. the good, good info. Awesome. Thank you. So I mostly hang out on Instagram. You can find me at I am Ileana Odile and I can share the link with you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so mostly on Instagram, a little bit on Facebook, but mostly Instagram. And I would love to also just share, Lianne, with your community that I, I do work one-on-one with clients, but I also have a newer offering, which I'm really excited about. Um, and I would love to share that with with your community, which is that it's called Nurture Your Purpose Guided Journey for Moms. And it is a 90-minute experience and it, it would be hosted by a particular woman. So let's say, you know how you would like, you might like to organize a paint night for you and your friends or a vision boarding experience or something like that. Yeah. So similar to that concept where you are actually gathering with your own friends, mm-hmm. you would come together in a group of, you know, three to five people. I would facilitate a 90 minute session with you and we go, we tap into your intuition. We look at what's fulfillment looks like for you. And there's lots of sharing. 
amongst the, the group of women. So they come and, and I always encourage women to say, you know what, like do it somewhere private where you can then stay and continue gathering together after maybe you have a potluck dinner or you do a tea time or whatever, and you can continue to mingle after and continue to process what came up during the session. So I'm super excited about this. It's something I've piloted with a few group of women so far. It's being super well received. And I would love to offer your community an 11% discount if anybody wants to, um, to give that experience a try. I think it's really powerful. And there's some, there's some, you know, empowerment goodies that come after the, the whole experience too. And I follow up with the group a week after. So, um, just wanted to put that out there as well. Sounds amazing. And of course, I'll get the link and all the info and that will all go in the show notes. Thank you so much, Eliana. I love this conversation. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot that, um, you know, moms can take away or just anybody in general about really, you know, connecting back to why we're here and Mm -hmm. fulfillment and purpose and all that good stuff. So if you know anyone who might need to hear this episode, please share and don't forget to leave a five-star review. And we will see you next week on another episode of the Spiritual Shipworker Podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me today. If you love this episode, make sure you subscribe and share it with someone who you think would love it too. And a five-star review helps get the Spiritual Shipworker Podcast out to those that need it most. I can't wait to connect with you online, so make sure you follow me on Facebook at The Spiritual Shiftworker and on Instagram at Lianne McGahee. It's time to enjoy the shift, one breath at a time.